You're listening to the Freshly Baked Crackers Podcast. Freshly Baked Crackers. With your hosts, Josh Guster and Ian Maxwell. Here is the soup. <laughs> Intergalactic Tuco. This is the Freshly Baked Crackers Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome Hi. back to the Freshly Baked Crackers. Not you two. We've got a very special episode today. Uh, some guests, and one of our co-hosts is a guest, so this it's is kind of odd new. episode. Yeah, and we're live. Well, live together, not, you know, listening to this live stream. Already, we're off to a great start. Anyway, uh, we are here with the band Rabbit in Red, or at least three quarters of them. Hey, they are pretty fucking rad. You can probably hear them, or have probably heard them on Spotify or iTunes, that kind of shit. Uh, we've got Rabbit and Red, and to introduce uh, the first one, we got Josh Custer. Before we get to this band, fuck this band. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Before okay. we get to them. Yeah, let's open this let's, can of worms here. Let's, yeah, let's start off talking about the fact that this is the first time in years that we have done a podcast in the same room together. <laughs> That's true. And yeah. done this. This is a monumental thing. It's been a very long time. We are right now in my house in... Well, I shouldn't say where I live. We'll okay. get that out later. Yeah, okay. In in Midwest in small town Illinois yeah somewhere. yeah there we go um and uh, somewhere we've you know it's been since I lived in St Louis that we've actually yeah. been in the same room so it's been five years it's been a long ass time yeah almost six yeah. so it's really awesome to be here we're breaking all kinds of uh, grounds here today anyway I really got upset and said fuck this band that was really yeah over that was the a top. that was a hot start um, that was unnecessary yeah I mean that do you want to elaborate on that or. No, I really like them. I'm a big fan oh, okay. of the band. I'm okay. in it. I'm the drummer, yeah, I'm, so I'm. Uh, that's that's how we got them. Oh, okay. That's the only way that we yeah, can no, get, them, get them booked is if I was in the band. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that helps. Uh, nepotism, right? Yeah. <laughs> but no, so uh, yeah, well, I am Josh. Yeah. I am not only the co-host of the episode and this podcast, but I'm the drummer for Rabbit Red. Yes. Whoever wants to go for and next. I'm yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> they both sat up like, like Dobermans. Right. <laughs> what? Okay, I'm Adam. I'm the bass player. Yes, yes. Uh, Josh and I've been playing together for a long time. Almost, right? almost twenty years. Holy shit! Yeah. yeah. If you think about it, since like our early twenties, yeah. Yeah. We've so been playing been... in different configurations. Nice. When I came to town, actually, you were in Still Evolving, I believe, mm-hmm. and I always wanted to secretly be in that band, and I tried for a long time to get. I've got to the fill-in position, and right. then I got to. Oh, I'm a full full member. Why are you kidding me? Like, uh, it was yeah, it was cool. cool so we've, yeah, we've we've known each other for a long time. Hell yeah! And I'm uh, Drew, the guitarist. I've been also playing with Josh since I was probably about 18. So nice. yeah, hell yeah! So you guys have known each other for a while. That's great. It makes sense with the chemistry. I mean, you guys definitely feel like people that know each other well. The way you bounce off each other. It's and then good. our other member is yes. our lead singer um, Nick, who is not here today. Um, to this evening, he has got something going on that he can't make it, and we. Hope everything's cool with that. Yeah, um, it happens. But uh, Nick is the actual singer. He does. So when you hear us, it's neither, none of us that are here today that do the singing. <laughs> We're all the band members that right. play the delicious. I mean, let's music. be real, guys. The ones who keep the music actually going. Yeah. Let's be real. You yeah. know, I, I'm a I'm a instrumental guy myself anyway. So you guys, this this is the get here. <laughs> and we, just so everyone knows who's listening, to this we just left. We just played a show. Yeah. So we just got Fun done playing outside. outdoors at an Oktoberfest, yeah. and uh, Ian and, and uh, Nikki came. Yeah, yeah. I had a blast. Absolutely. Um, good times. So it's so crazy that you guys are here. Yeah. You know, yeah, still, it's real surreal. I'm still it? tripping on that, the yeah. fact that you guys came all the way down here. So, oh, we're finally um, both on day shifts like regular people, so we can schedule like things with humans, humans again. It, yeah. Are human hours great? They are. Yeah. They are. They I are. definitely missed the sunshine and lunchtime. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, let's get to talking about the, the band stuff. So uh, how long have you guys been playing as Rabbit and Red together officially? 
you, I don't know. So <laughs> excellent, basically, I excellent. Know, like halfway through, so it was it's right. Kind of okay. A, so yeah, I guess it's I been guess like rotating. We have to take it back to basically the fall of 2019, um, and Drew and I were Drew and I have been playing just like the. We'll play either the he, for a long time it was just Drew and I and Adam and our, a drummer named Kyle and sometimes a piano player named Jeremy and we would do a lot of jam band stuff and yes. we would play in different configurations but beyond that Drew and I would do acoustic shows a lot we would just be the two you know just the two of us a Dave and Tim tenacious D right kind of a two guy oh, yeah. acoustic guitars kind of thing and uh, we were playing a show at here in and uh, I, I'm going to keep saying where I live, so it's whatever. Um, and Nick, our singer, was drunk, and uh, which a lot of stories start with, well, Nick was drunk, and Nick, and he just came up to me, he's like, if you guys ever want to do something you know, with me, I would love to play bass for you guys or something. I would love to get involved with what you guys are doing. And that's kind of where it started, was Nick kind of planting that seed in the both of us. Nice. And then COVID happened. Yeah. Perfect time to start a band. <laughs> It kind of was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, we. Uh, I mean, so we started talking about this thing, and we were playing with another buddy of ours at the time, Corey, um, who was. So the, the way the band was originally configured was me on drums, Drew on guitar, obviously, Nick on bass, and we had a second guitarist. Um, and it was a different kind of. I mean, it was the same kind of band, but different. Um, and then we went down to just a trio. It was just me and Nick and Drew. Nice and. Then we kind of got to a point where, like, we what we need to do is Drew Nick needs to stop playing bass. We need to get a bass player. <laughs> right. Nick's the singer. It's really not doesn't work always where the bass player is the singer. Not everybody sting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it got to a point where we said, well, if we're gonna add a bass player, let's ask the best bass player anywhere around. Fuck yeah. And then go from there. And if he can't do it, <laughs> and then if he can't do it, we'll get Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and so we asked Les Claypool. So we so we reached out to Les Claypool. And He's busy, he, and he never responded to any of our emails at all whatsoever. So then we asked what? Adam. Um, no, I mean Adam was our obviously our first choice. We just and we thought that Adam would help us record, you know, and stuff. It, we didn't yeah, really it really started out that way. Yeah, we didn't yeah. think that Adam would have enough time to really be a full time member because mm-hmm. Adam is a very sought after musician in the area. Okay. And it wound up where we played a couple gigs and we finished a gig in St. Louis one night. And Adam's like, I would like this to do this full time. I would like to be, I don't want to be the fill-in guy. I would like to (laughs) just be the bass player. And we've been playing ever since then. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Fucking yeah. So definitely the perfect time to really get it together. That's pretty great. And I mean, we didn't have a, we didn't know who was going to play drums at one point at the beginning. Right. Because I've not played drums for 15 years. Yeah. So I'm so used to you playing guitar. And we just kind of had the conversation was like, we'll all get a drum set. And it was COVID, and somebody, people needed, were selling yep. shit and trying to get rid right. of stuff. And I got my drum set for next to nothing. Hell yeah. And it just worked out really nothing well. Nothing but time to practice, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, so. that's awesome. Off to humble starts, that's pretty great. You guys have, like, this 90s vibe that really feels good. So, like, you know, what, what are some, like, inspirations for you guys for, like, the type of stuff that you play? I don't know. So, for me, I listen to a lot of Fish, a lot of Grateful Dead, a lot right of the on. jammier type stuff, but that's what comes out in our live music. Mm-hmm. Nick, I would say, he's the guy that's basically going to be the, like, true 90s one, you know? Right, right. And so, he's really writing a lot of the lyrics, and then he's been bringing a lot of the stuff on uh, the most recent single. Pretty much, he came to us. Uh, we kind of had some riffs and everything, and he threw lyrics on it. For so, sure. that one's been one of my favorite tunes that we've came out with lately. 
The lyrical vibe definitely is what gives that that uh, that feel. I think there's like mm -hmm. I don't know there's something uh, comforting about the words, I guess. And uh, and I've been put on record saying that it's like the best driving feeling music. Like there's just something about like there's forward momentum to everything you guys do, and I really dig that. But that's a good compliment. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. The good thing about Nick not being here too for me is that I, there's nothing I like less in this planet than saying nice things about Nick to his face. So since he's not here, awesome. I'll, I'll say great stuff about there him. There you I'll go. Talk, oh, man. And I'll tell you what. Probably a more positive episode this way. Even though I'm the drummer for the band, like when I listen to music as a music fan, I gravitate more towards the words. Mm. You know, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that I, my main kind of music I listen to is hip hop music. Right. Which is incredibly Pure lyrically lyrical. driven. Yeah. You know I mean? It's poetry with a beat. For sure. If it's done correctly. And uh, I think that Nick is a great writer. I, th I really like his lyrics. Yeah. I think that he writes really, really great. Definitely. There's stuff that he's written that I'm like, that speaks to me, even though I'm the dude helping right. write the songs, you know, and, and anyway. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Adam, uh, speak to some of the things that, like, you know, influence you in your music. Uh, well, I'm, I'm kind of all over the board, okay. um, but I did grow up where um, Josh and I are similar age, and I grew up in that era where that music was just really just everywhere. You couldn't help. Well, it was the '90s, right? <laughs> sure, yeah, right. but you just you had to soak it in. Mm -hmm. So I find myself trying to even get away from doing that kind nice. of thing because I gravitate toward it. Right, right. But sometimes it's nice to just give into it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Just unabashedly do it. Um, the cool thing about this group, though, is that we uh, we try to jam too, so yeah. you can go out of that into something just completely opposite. Absolutely, um, there's definitely some like reggae vibes and some stuff that yeah. you guys were doing, and some yeah. funk stuff going on. So yeah, I definitely can see you being able to like branch out. That's yeah, awesome. and that's the kind of stuff I really dig. Is that it's it's basically a fusion of music, right? Yeah, hell yeah. So, yeah. It's like you know, fucking why stick to one genre? You know, <laughs> it's like there's yeah. so much to explore and taste. Like yeah, fuck yeah, I like that. Um, so you guys do have uh, one album out right now, right? Fifteen twelve. We do. We have uh, one studio album out. Mm -hmm. um, Fifteen twelve. It came out in February, um, and then this coming Friday, since uh, this will drop in the next couple of days, it will drop before yeah. the out. We have a live album coming out. Um, it'll yeah. be on all streaming services. Much like how a lot of jam bands have their series of live releases, ours is called Crispy Bits. Nice. So this is Crispy Bits Volume 1. Hell yeah. Um, it is from a night, the night that I, while setting up for our show, I fell off the stage in between a couple of the brew tanks at this brewery we were playing at and I broke a couple of my ribs Oof. and played the show. So there are mistakes. Uh. But they're proud mistakes. Yeah. You know, I did the rock and roll thing. I still played. <laughs> yeah, right. It you was, played through your injury. That's yeah, pretty much what's more punk than that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Football and rock music. Those are two places you play hurt. <laughs> yeah, right. You just do. Walk it off. You know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you guys have another studio album you're planning on working on? New songs you got in the mix? Uh, uh, you know, Truthfully, we, we got into the studio and started recording some stuff, and we kind of all wanted to just get back to rehearsing and writing. We, well, we have one single right now, right? And we don't. We decided that we're going to get back into writing, and we're going to we'll get back to the studio whenever we have a full album. Oh to yeah, put out. fuck yeah. Um, so in the meantime, try to jam in between. Yeah, yeah. We're going to try to you know keep evolving our show, keep building our you know growing as a band ourselves, Hell and yeah. um, you know getting better at playing with one another and fuck yeah. Getting better at our roles, getting better at listening to each other—it's um, a big part of it. A big part of when you play in a band that improvises is to hear, listen to everybody. Pure collaboration, kind of thing. It's yeah. very much like a conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and like definitely my job is definitely to keep a foundation underneath stuff where other people can kind of 
do things, but like I, Drew and I just are very in sync in those situations where like I, I can hear where he's going. Nice. And I understand the way that he thinks musically. Right. I, um, from playing together for so long that I kind of, you know, it's just like whenever you know someone really well, you understand how they speak. Yeah. You understand the cadence of the, how they talk you get and their rhythms. how they how they translate their thoughts into verbal. Yeah. And I understand Drew, you know, so like, and the same thing with Adam, we've just been playing music together for so long that I understand what they're going to be doing. And like, we all hear each other and that's, and you have to, I don't know, you have to get out of your own way and listen to everybody else. And Fuck like, yeah. while you're doing something cool right. in your own sense. Right. <laughs> um, but it's very much like fish talks about throwing a ball around. Mm. And even though we're all there, like someone's, whoever holds the ball is the person that's running the conversation. Right. And it is kind of like, it's very much like that on, in the gene yeah. sense. That's cool. Sometime, sometimes the issue is even knowing that somebody even has a ball. Like a, when yeah. most people don't even get past that. Right. So, yeah. 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 Who even has the ball? <laughs> right. know yeah. Who has the ball at this point? Yeah, that's cool. It, um, take, it takes, like you say, like a lot it, built from the relationships you guys have had prior. That really helps mm-hmm. uh, bring it together in this group. That's really cool. Yeah. Take. So uh, how long have each of you guys been playing your respective instruments? Well, Adam and I are old as fuck, so we have a head start. <laughs> Real long head start. Yeah, for me, uh, I started playing guitar whenever I was probably 13, but I've been playing music for since I was probably five. Nice. I got my first drum set when I was four years old and then really kind of like started heavy into it whenever I was five. That's rad. Fuck yeah. yeah Drew's very musical uh, in that aspect. In fact, when I first got to know him, uh, he was the, the kid in town. I mean, you were young. I don't know how old you were then, but... Um, you could play every instrument, yeah. like just well. I would, it blew my mind, you know. <laughs> Impressive. But but I I've been playing since I was thirteen as well. But but actually that I didn't play before that anything except like I sang. Um, That's the thing in so, this town. Yeah. Like as far as like jam band stuff goes, Adam and I for a long time were kind of like elder statesmen with <laughs> our with a drummer friend of ours named Kyle. We've been playing around here for a long time. So like people literally would come to us and be like, "You should hear this kid, Jordan." Oh yeah, you know yeah. you should hear yeah. this kid Drew. He's something else, and like I don't, I can't play like that. Right, I'm Bob Weir. <laughs> right, you know when it comes to playing guitar, like I can, I'm real good at chucking. Right, if we don't have a drummer, I can, yeah. I can, I can keep a good beat with my guitar. I will keep the, I'm good okay. at laying the foundation. Right, yeah, the foundation layer. I'm not the guy who's gonna put the roof on the fucking house for you. <laughs> right, Drew will put a roof on your house. Maybe it might won't. be nine stories tall, but he's gonna he'll put a roof on. Your house. <laughs> right, fuck yeah. And and like I, someone literally like I, I feel like that's how at a certain point someone was just like. Do you guys know Drew Robinson? You guys should check him out. It was like, it was very much that kind of thing. Yeah. I've, been even, I've been even playing with you, Adam, since I was probably seventeen at open mic nights. Okay, that's what I thought. So, that's awesome. Yeah. If that, I mean, and that should tell you something about Drew as a musician and growing up as a musician. It's like being 17 years old and going out to open, open mic mics. nights. Yeah. yeah. No, that says a lot. You, you like, wanted to fucking play that music. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And he wasn't intimidated by people much older right. than him. That may have been playing a lot longer than him, and maybe like the dirtiest scene. But still, like, we're not are fucking hard. We're not <laughs> like, on his level. Yeah, you know? I mean, no, that's great. Yeah. Oh, but my influences. <laughs> we didn't get to. Add, you know, oh yeah, yeah, we, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Same as a lot of lot, very similar to Drew. Um, I listened to a lot of, as far as the jam band kind of thing. You know, I listened to a lot of Fish. I've seen a lot of Fish shows. Mm-hmm. I love the Dead. Um, other stuff like. You know, a lot of hip hop music. Absolutely. I listen to a lot of hip hop music, and and whether it's oh yeah, our fans know. <laughs> yeah, and I've introduced you to a lot Absolutely. of it times, and uh, uh, you know stuff like West Coast bounce music, like stuff like Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. and you know, and 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 you know, 
I don't want to talk about everybody that's influenced me because some of them are very controversial figures right now. I'm not real <laughs> yes, proud no. of their behavior in the public. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm not going to act like that Chicago sound, that sped up soul right. sound of Kanye West didn't something that influenced For me. For sure. Is, you know, in the drumming of Quest Love. And yep. Again, stuff people, with rhythm. Yeah. People like George Slepik, the guy who played for mm-hmm. Mofro. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really, that's, uh, and Stanton Moore um, yeah. are people who I really enjoy as drummers. Um, Love. But I think that Drew and I bring a lot of, we've just, we've, we're, I mean, behind, right behind hip hop is jam bands for me. That's right. like the next thing I listen to the most. And like, Umphreys and now things like Goose and Pigeons mm. playing ping pong and um, who else is? Uh, oh my goodness, they could just go. Mo back in Mo. the day, you know. Um, See, for uh, me, it's even getting on to the more like electronic type stuff with like Dopapod and then Soundtribe. Yeah, but like a bunch of other bands like that coming yeah, out and like Talk and yeah. There's there's some phenomenal jam bands that are just doing some. They're pushing the envelope of like the Dead came out. Wolfpack. Like, yeah, like the, That's exactly. And Corey Wong right now, yeah. he's amazing in funk music. So. That's the great thing about it's jam band music too is that jam band music is not really a genre. Mm, yeah, no. it's what you're. It's how you play your music. Uh, yeah, because. Because fucking Green Sky Bluegrass is a jam band. Right. They play bluegrass music, though. Right. Yep. But, yeah. but Umphreys McGee is a jam band. Right. They play progressive rock, almost bordering on metal on yeah. some stuff. Yeah. Um, Railroad Earth is a jam band. Fish is a jam band. None of these bands sound alike at all <laughs> right. whatsoever. Um, and I, I think that that's the cool thing about that scene, too, is that those people are very open to, okay, these guys, us. <laughs> right. Are a '90s rock, <laughs> alternative rock band kind of, but yet they fucking jam. Right. Like, mm-hmm. the, that scene of people just want to see people that are that play their music and will take them somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and the bad part about that too is if you get way deep into that kind of music and then you go see something outside of that and you're just like, really, you guys just gonna play it like the fucking album? <laughs> <laughs> Lame. It's only That's two minutes it. long. What the fuck is Dude, this? After <laughs> going to Bonnaroo's for like when Bonnaroo was was a jam band festival like 20 years ago, right. you know, in, the, in the early 2000s and stuff like that. It's, you know, the Dead, the Allman Brothers, and Dave Matthews Band and Fish and stuff like that is playing there. And then, like, the police. Right. Okay, so Oysterhead plays one year, and Oysterhead is Trey Anastasio from mm. Fish and Les Claypool and Stuart Copeland from the police. Right. And the fantastic. next year, the police tour, and the police come there. And I'm sure it's because Stuart Copeland had a great fucking time right. playing with two people who are gods there. <laughs> so, like, the crowd was just like, oh, this is. And like, yeah, yeah. He never knew Oysterhead could play for 80,000 people. You know, <laughs> right. like, this is, let's go back with fucking po- the police. They're going <laughs> to. And it was the most uninspired show I've ever seen in my entire oh, damn. life. I've never seen three people just go through the motions. <laughs> just playing what they thought nice. a show should be, a police show should be. And I was yeah. so excited to see the police. I think they have so many great songs. Yeah. And they, they're such great musicians. Right. And I thought, man, I bet they're going to fucking... <laughs> nope. It was by the books, man. just radio cuts. Mm, disappointing. Yeah. Right, I mean, it's not bad. everybody can do it. <laughs> you know, that's the thing, I think. You guys going to do any more like promotional material? Thinking about music videos or any like we are we things have like a, that? A, a guy that we work with who is we've shot some ideas to him about some stuff. Um, we'll hopefully be able to put out some video for the live album coming up as well. Soon, okay. yeah. so that'd be cool. Yeah, working on that too. Yeah, um, just going to be playing a lot. Oh yeah, you know. And if, you, if <laughs> please, if you're listening to this podcast and you and you go check us out. And you like what we hear, hit us up and tell us where around your area has bands. Fuck yeah. Get us in touch with us. We'll come out and play for you. Absolutely. We'll go all over the place. Looking to get you guys um, out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're um, working on some stuff right now. We're working on a show. Get back, get back to St. Louis. Mm. And I know we got some St. Louis peeps that listen to this. Absolutely. So um, hopefully we can get you guys all out to a show in St. Louis. We'll get back up there cool. soon. But Fuck yeah. Down there. Over there. Around there. Around there. 
What do you guys? What are you guys fucking nerdy about? Yeah, yeah, we have a yeah. Let's... Drew is a Drew is secretly a fucking so, anime nerd. Oh yeah, hell. yeah. You you watching Chainsaw Man? No, see, man. <laughs> okay, so I've been out of it for a little bit. I'm waiting on the new season of My okay. Hero okay. right now yep, to come same, out. Same. <laughs> and then aside from that, Tokyo Revengers, Jujutsu okay. Kaisen. Tokyo Revengers has been my favorite anime that has came really? out in a long time. Okay. I don't know if you checked it out. I haven't checked that out yet. No. Oh, so it's basically like teenage Tokyo biker gangs that like assault each other to the point of killing each other over turf wars. Nice. But like the plot behind it is oh it's incredible. Real family yeah. show. Huh? Yeah the character <laughs> building in it is incredible. Awesome. Yeah we're always making a list. Uh, Nikki's turning me into a weeb slowly so okay. <laughs> like, I, I used all the anime I experience Aww. I had was like late 70s to the early 80s like that was awesome. the only but, shit I watched. Like, okay. Fist of the North Star. Years, that kind of shit. Like, Those are some good years though. Yeah absolutely. Bizarre yeah, so stuff. Just now getting into it but yeah My Hero has been the big thing we were watching and uh, um Spy Family. Spy Family's fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. It's like one of the best romantic comedy things I've seen in a while. It's so Demon funny. Slayer was amazing. Yeah, too. when you get into that too. But yeah, that's. I mean, it's just like everything else. Um, there's too much goddamn media. <laughs> it's like there is. Yeah, there's like, so much stuff. I right? don't have time to watch, and I don't even have like half the networks for things. You know, but it's like at least we. How did you feel about the She-Hulk finale? I fucking really enjoyed it, man. Yeah. That was fucking rad. Yeah. Uh, the breaking the fourth wall in such an ultimate way it was pretty great. Now and I'm gonna um, since since the last time we uh, talked She-Hulk, we had someone from She-Hulk on yeah, the show. Yeah. I didn't say that I really didn't care for She-Hulk <laughs> at the very beginning of the show. Right, I just right. I, not that it was bad or poorly made or yeah. anything like that. It just wasn't really speaking like your jams. to me. Yeah, and like though not just. Daredevil showing up, and not just the, but the breaking of the fourth wall made the whole show make more like mm-hmm. it connected more. It with contextualized me. a lot. As soon of as stuff, she starts yeah. swinging around in the menus and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that, I'm like, okay, now I'm okay. I've been taking this show way too seriously. <laughs> yeah, right. That's my fault. They never told me to do that. I showed up and was like, why the fuck is this not Winter Soldier? <laughs> You know, when like, it, when it's actually like Deadpool meets Ally McBeal more than anything. Yeah, you know, it really, really yeah. like. Um, it's got a little it's got a little carry yeah it's got a little sex in the city yeah no for sure um i'm not gonna act like twerking with megan the stallion is not a low point of the mcu i mean (laughs) it's not as bad as thor the dark world baron zemo's dance and falcon and the winter soldier i mean everybody should get a little groove yeah come on yeah (laughs) have you seen the footage of them shooting the twerking scene no, because it's a person all oh right in like balls and stuff on their face (laughs) you know like the mocap shit and like, and there's, and they got like a big extension for how tall She-Hulk is, and Megan the Stallion's like over this fucking person doing this type of stuff. It's goddamn ridiculous. That's hilarious. Adam, what are you into? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, wasn't there a video game uh, convention thing around here or something like that? There was today. Like we didn't go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did anybody go? Okay. No, well, we were supposed to go, and then thing life happened. Yeah. Well, yeah. uh, see, I'm, I'm into video games big time. I just, Hell yeah. yeah. I just got No Man's Sky. Okay. Uh-huh. Fuck yeah. It's, it's like. Phenomenal. I didn't even know. Best time to get into it, honestly. Well, yeah, because I guess it was not a good thing to get early on because Mm, it was kind of there was nothing there that's what yeah. i played it and it gave yeah. me a sour taste and i never revisited and i need to yeah it's about like eight months to a year ago they came out with the new expansions for it mm-hmm. and it's it's been great ever yeah. since it's like yeah. a totally different thing now mm-hmm. it just has moments in it where you're like whoa like they just the visuals uh, cinematic mm-hmm. moments you know? mm-hmm. the scale is so have you guys incredible. ever played nickelodeon tennis <laughs> i have a lot of kids games on my system i play i have apple arcade we need to get you um, a switch and i've got a nimbus controller for my apple tv <laughs> I, I, um, we play crossy road and uh there's a spongebob side scroller yeah. we got yeah. original sonic 2 
Hey, you know, that's a classic. <laughs> yeah, it I, have, is. I it still is. have Sneak King from the Fuck. Burger King. Oh, okay. Somewhere in my yes. house. Jetpack Joyride 2? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's you the one you wanted. Oh, yeah. fuck. I had the yeah. mini bike one, the mini bike racing game. Okay. That was yeah. pretty great. Yeah, fucking Burger King games. I forgot about those. those but yeah, I, I got to get a system again. Yeah, you do. For the longest time, though, you know, I'm a single dad. Like, I didn't have time to fucking play video yeah, no, games. And I get done with my day. I'm going to sleep. I don't do shit. And now I'm like, man, this shit sucks. I wish I had a real system. <laughs> so, like, but, but, I, but I, here's the thing. I'm not going to lie. I got to turn. It's got to be their Christmas present. Right, right. Yeah, no. I'm going to play this yeah, thing. Yeah, But you got to give it to the kids. But it's like, because they, they're, and it's as, you know, as since we do talk nerdy and like I am the dad of the thing. Right. They just now got into video games. Oh, shit. And they, it's all they care about. Fuck it yeah. just changed. Everything in the past two months changed. <laughs> And it's because of me. I didn't introduce them to him, you know. Right. Like I just we did other stuff, and yeah. like, and that's which is really strange for me. I, we literally have a, video, a fucking arcade cabinet, <laughs> yeah, a five foot from me that I built. I love video games right. to my soul, but like I just I didn't get them until I was a little bit older. They weren't yeah. around. Yeah, because the Nintendo didn't come out till eighty five. Uh, yeah, eighty five. I was five, like bro. Yeah. So that's <laughs> right. when they got them too. We're living the that's same fair. thing as me. Yeah, there you go. Although I had a Commodore sixty four and, yeah. and, and a and a uh, an Atari, but that counts. Uh, they're so into it. Nice. It's all and like it's really cool. Like we're we're dressing up as Sonic and Knuckles, right? Doctor Robot, bonding over the games. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. So I don't I don't know. What do you guys as some gamers here? What should, should with two kids? Do I go Series S or do I get a Switch? Because there's a lot of kids games for Series S too. There really are. The yeah. Pixar game. There's Plus a lot that of Spongebob Game Pass games. fucking pays for itself, dude. Like that, yeah. I have saved so yeah. much money having Game Pass. That new game that looks like No Man's Sky, but Bethesda made it. It's like Skyrim oh, in uh, space. Starfield. Is yeah. that going to come? When's that come? That's supposed to delayed, be this. Right? Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be December originally, but I think it's been delayed again. Probably February. Probably February. I okay. I okay. Saw, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I'm, been perpetually that, pushed back. I've seen it. I just haven't Jesus. kept up on it. Yeah. yeah. It I mean, they're just now showing footage after like eight years of talking about it, you know, but. I like that, though. Yeah. Well, I don't. I mean, it's like I, I look. I love Bethesda games. I'm a fucking Morrowind junkie. Like I don't. Even, I can't even fucking play Skyrim. How much I love Morrowind. I'm that big of a fucking wow. asshole about Elder Scrolls. But like, <laughs> I'm even. I'm like, man, Bethesda fucks Intense. it up every time when they release. Though, like, I'm gonna give it at least until April, probably. <laughs> Let's oh, hope right. it's eight years. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, does some good. But yeah, that it, I seventeen saw versions day. of Skyrim later. My buddy Devin sent me the trailer too, and I was like, Jesus. Yeah, well, maybe great. I'm not gonna get him a Switch. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we'll get an Xbox. Switch is fun. Yeah. You oh, can sure. Take it with you anywhere. But, yeah. but it's 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 still a Nintendo. Product. And the thing is, mm-hmm. and I have owned a Nintendo Switch and an right. Xbox Series S before. I am, yeah, you know, like you, you know how, those things. Man, at one point, I ran. I used to run through game systems like underwear. That's, yeah, you really did. <laughs> I'd have a game system like eh, five months later, like done with this. I got the PS4 at one point, <laughs> had PSVR and everything, and then just like sold. It's like Lip. done. <laughs> sold all. Don't, don't need all that. Jeez. And now I have nothing but this cabinet that I'm not using in the <laughs> Apple Arcade. That's <laughs> yeah, something. Meet me on Apple Arcade. Let's play Rayman. Yeah, there you go. Oh, fucking yeah. Rayman rules, though. That's a good-ass game. Classic. Yeah, I just started playing fucking Gotham Knights uh, a couple nights ago. See, um, that's not for Switch. It's only it, for the Xbox. I know. But you get the Xbox, you can play it together. Yeah, so that's... I think we just made up our minds, <laughs> didn't we? <laughs> So is Gotham Knights basically Arkham game without Batman? No, I, and like I think that that's everybody who's pissing on its problem. They think that it's supposed to be Arkham Part Four, and it is not that type of game. I have, like, no, it, I have no problem if it is like, Arkham Part Four. Yeah, I, mean, I, love I mean those it's games. it's uh, me too. Like they're great, but like that's not what this game was trying to be. And like a lot of people were expecting it to be as like tight and perfect and be all about the rhythm of the combat, like Arkham is. And it's not really. It's a lot more just beat 'em up. 
uh, but the RPG elements are really big in it. So okay. like developing your hero and using mm. special skills as opposed to all the gadgets like Batman had. So it feels like a different game, and I think it plays a lot more fun and it's more neon. So it's perfect for like the kids, you know, the uh, the the Bat family. But yeah, right. I'm having a blast. It's fucking. It's a solid, you know, average game. It's definitely Word. You know, nothing great comes out anymore, really. Anyway, and. All the yeah. tens go to Call of Duties, so it's like, as far as like a mainstream game goes, yeah, I'm digging it. <laughs> I'm enjoying it more than Saints Row uh, reboot, which wasn't terrible, but you know, again, uninspired. But yeah, right now the indie scene, I think, is where it's at. Like indie games are fucking a lot of killing it. Yeah, stuff coming yeah. Out. You know what I'm actually playing is Oceanhorn too. Oh, that game's actually pretty fucking solid. It's a Man. really good Zelda clone. They, that's it is. It's like, what do you guys want to do? Let's make a Zelda game, but we don't have the rights to Zelda. Yeah, let's yeah. just call it something else. I think it did better than Tunic, which was cute, but like tried too hard. <laughs> but I played, like I played all the way through like Oceanhorn 1 and I just now yeah. started on Oceanhorn 2. So I'm going to play that until I get this system. Fuck yeah. But here's, no, my, here's a gripe I have. I was talking about this week. In a world where... Why are there not good Marvel games? Yeah. Marvel is the biggest entertainment property on the fucking planet <laughs> in the history of the human race. As long as people have been on the planet, there's been nothing bigger than the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They have dog shit games. <laughs> single really one do. of them maybe the best one was the what the arcade x-man oh those oh, are classic yes. but those are pre-mcu the you know, dazzler yeah. was in that fucking game yeah that's crazy you could fight dazzler versus juggernaut <laughs> yeah shit was rad it was so those were the bomb spider-man and the x-men i had for the super nintendo that was fucking yeah. cool too um yeah, those games are great the spider-man game for genesis was just awful mm-hmm. i played it Terrible. all the way through yeah. over and over again <laughs> just just yeah. needlessly you remember those difficult. days when you couldn't play anything good yeah. there was just nothing there, there just weren't that yeah. many good and you games. had like two games for like six years yeah. there was a lot of bad games you want to talk about bad games i had et for atari oh my god oh that Ooh. yeah do you, do you still have it? Because I think it's no. worth money. Fuck. And then late years later, I heard the whole, you know, I it learned like the literally whole. literally buried And they buried them yeah. and all that stuff like that. But when I was a kid, we had that game. And, like, it was one of those games where you couldn't get past that part. It's awful. It's like the Lion King game. Like, there are just some games that they made specifically difficult. I guess because they were, like, people complained about $60 games back then, too. Which, $60 was fucking a lot more back yeah. then than it is now. So people don't really have any room to bitch. The game market actually hasn't inflated that much in, in the, You're the last right. 20 years. Oh, really? Uh, more than, like not as much as it probably should. We should be paying like a hundred bucks a game, honestly. But in all honesty, though, too, the, they've in a lot of ways they've lost the, the physical media side of things. Too. That, that's true. So overhead has gone way down in the gaming yeah. industry. Whenever things are mostly downloaded yeah. nowadays, of course, I don't know. Paying for servers has to be expensive too. But um, sure. But yeah, you're you're definitely right. They're not having to actually market and produce booklets and fucking full on media like they used to back in the day. Oh, and import it. Posters and shit. Yes. It was the dopest shit though. God. You get to read it that first day before you even play. Oh, fucking love those. You have your fucking IGN or your Nintendo Nintendo Power. Power. You got you got your cheat codes in there (laughs) and shit. Nice, dude. I wish I did. I had because I had a subscription for years of the high times of fucking Nintendo. Oh yeah. Like when Nintendo Power was, it was like I don't know if you guys remember this, but at one point in the in the country, it went Vanity Fair, The New Yorker, (laughs) Nintendo Power. That was the three biggest published fucking things in the world. That is not a true statement. (laughs) As I said it, yeah. Um, It seems real enough. It seems real enough. No, but there was a lot of people. Oh man, I remember getting the Nintendo Power and taking it to school and being like, you guys, do your parents not love you? You don't have a subscription (laughs) to Nintendo Power? What are you doing? Your dad drinks a lot. (laughs) What are you watching, Adam? Yeah, yeah. As far as like anything, what are you watching? uh, Yeah. What's the Lord of the Rings one that was on? Oh, the Ring of Power. Ring of Power. Yeah, Yeah, I just finished that. I did not watch it. Um, I've uh, watched the opening scene where she puts the 
paper th- uh, boat in the water and it goes down there. I've watched that nine times probably. <laughs> just can't get through it. This is like Game of Thrones, Game of Snores. Is it the same kind of thing? Man, just I don't you think out. it is though. I think it's good, and I think, I it's, think, I just don't think that I've. I I don't know. I just on Reddit it seems like it's good. <laughs> people seem people seem very pleased with it. And, it's everything I do on Reddit. Yeah, I mean, and I can't I can't get through very much of it, but I want to. Right. I want to just like be able to sit down and like. It looks pretty. Just this shit is fucking great. I'm gonna order some food. I can't even get out of the cat. Like I want to, I want it to be that good, but I'll I. It's, it's Andor's tough. there for me right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to I need to catch up on that. Yeah, I watched. The first season of The Mandalorian, and I enjoyed that. Nice. By the way, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Fucking community yes. movie announced. Holy shit! How Finally. many years has this been? God. Yeah. When were they on fucking Yahoo? It's before Dylan was born. Yeah. So it's been five or six years ago. At the. That's crazy. I was gonna say I think 2015, if I remember correct, was yeah. like the last. That sounds about right. God damn. Yeah, but finally, we're finally getting it. Fucking was it? Uh, Peacock picked it up. Was it yeah, I so it's like NBC I don't again. Know. I NBC don't, gets it again. I'm just gonna rent. I'm gonna tell you the truth. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going <laughs> to rent the AMC, one of the theaters there, and I'm gonna watch it in theaters. Hell yeah! You can play whatever the fuck you want to. It's digital. <laughs> I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna log into Peacock or whatever the fuck it's on. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You're all invited. Hell yeah! I'll do it. And I'm watching the community movie in the goddamn theater. Fuck yeah! I don't like care if I if yeah. I have to get into one of the fucking kids' college funds. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, they should do a limited <laughs> release and see how it does. Because, like, I mean, it's not like this isn't something people fucking want. Like, right. I think people would go see this movie. But it is a traditionally streamed thing. So that I mean, yeah, I mean that's true. But even the last, the one of the seasons was only available only streaming, YouTube you know, or maybe. Yahoo. Yeah, no, that's for sure. But do you guys ever watch Community? Oh yeah, yeah. Did you see they announced the movie? I did see that. Yeah. I'm mainly caught up. Like I like the first four seasons. Yeah. After, after the that, first I'm three like, specifically. Yeah. yeah. But the yeah. first three seasons are so good that you watch the other ones just being like, man, I just like these guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I also just, like... <laughs> they're just my friends. They're, I just like hanging out with them, you know? Their like, worst seasons are still some of better seasons than many TV shows have. So, I mean, sure. Like, that's one of the things. And there's some like, episodes They don't reach those... Communities Bar necessarily, yeah. but they fucking kick a lot of other sitcoms ass. And even in the bad... Not bad seasons. The less, the less good seasons. <laughs> the there are some the gas leak years. There are some really good episodes. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. It's just bear, a fucking bear solid down show. for midterms. <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> like what a, that moment when you're like watching the first time and he walks in, he's like, "Here's the theme: bear down for midterms." And you're like, "Okay, I can see this work." He's like, "You guys, did you not see the bear mauling that was on TV? This is too soon." It's a bear dance. <laughs> it's a bear dance. <laughs> oh, and I hope everyone comes back. Yeah, I at least need to see Garrett. Yeah. He's the shit. He was a writer, though. He's a staff writer. Yeah. I just want to see Troy and Abed. Fuck yeah. Um, Troy is presumed missing. Yeah. <laughs> Last we saw in the Chiron. Yeah. Him and uh, LeVar, LeVar Burton's, Burton's yacht yeah. went missing. Fuck yeah. But yeah. I mean, uh, and traditionally, TV show movies don't ever really do that well in the theaters anyway, regardless of how cool they are, like Simpsons and Bob's Burgers and shit like that. But still. I forgot there was a Bob's Burgers movie. I've never watched it's Bob's okay. Burgers. Bob's Burgers is great. It is overstaying its welcome, I think. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's a cartoon rooted in reality to Bro, a certain it's extent. On so there's a only somewhere ch- you can go. It's on a know. channel with The Simpsons. Yeah. The yeah. Simpsons has been on longer than any person on planet Earth Even has the been Simpsons alive. Knows it's too long, though. <laughs> Did like, you know that? Yeah. The It'll Simpsons, be here after the we're Simpsons dead. has been on 147 <laughs> years. Yeah. It's, there's it no the one, first cartoon. No living human being was alive whenever it first started airing. <laughs> they have AI'd everyone for 15 years now, if not more. 
and uh, and it will run. There will they just signed up for ninety five more seasons. And <laughs> so. yeah, Dana Gould looks great for his age. It will never end. You know what's crazy though? Did you see the thing about James Earl Jones? Oh yeah, yes, yeah, selling his voice rights away. Uh, I mean, he's the thousand. Yeah, to, to that's Disney, true. right? Is it yeah. to Disney? Yeah. 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 Which yeah. makes sense yeah. because also I don't know if you know this. I don't think there was a formal announcement, but like this, the Disney roster for the next few years mm. is out, and there's a Mufasa movie. Yeah, I saw that. Really? <laughs> it's like how the fuck is that even happening? But then, yeah, he. Okay. It's got to be a prequel. Yeah, it's got to be about a young Mufasa because obviously the whole oh, plot of the Lion King hinges on the fact that Mufasa dies. So <laughs> obviously, it maybe, can't it's be an after, maybe it's an afterlife journey. <laughs> it's, it is. It's a spirit journey <laughs> like, movie of Mufasa. What it's like being stuck in the clouds as a lion. That reminds me of back in the day on the MTV Movie Awards, there was a bit where. Ben Stiller sat with James Cameron and he was like, okay, so I have an idea, Titanic 2. <laughs> and James Cameron's like, no. The boat sank. He's like, right. But what if it didn't? <laughs> I think that's how Hollywood works a lot of the time. It feels like it mm-hmm. is now at least. It's either that or right. reboot the thing, you know? But yeah, I mean, I, I guess like we don't need a third Lion King reboot, so <laughs> let's do a prequel. But they got to find something for Favreau to do outside of Star Wars, I guess. Like make yeah, I guess him do so. more Lion King movies. <laughs> Let him do another movie by himself, man. Chef was fucking so good. I know, but it kind of concluded a really good trilogy that was Swingers and Made and yeah. Chef. Yeah, no, I agree. You know? Definitely. I mean, very good stuff. His little spiritual trilogy. So what do you think about Mando, Adam? Yeah, Have you yeah. only seen the first season? Just the first season, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Digging it so It was good, yeah. Definitely. It gave me that Star Wars uh, fix that yeah. I needed. Yeah. You know, and it... That's kind of the problem with the, that Ring uh, show is is that it it's not developing the same way the Hobbit movies did or the right. you know the Lord, Lord of the Rings of the movies Rings did, um, but it's still worth it when you go through the whole thing. I'm the still Hobbit films. Jesus, I, I just love any of that stuff. I know, know, but did we need ten <laughs> hours? No, that was like that was torture, for, like on us. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I love them too. That's one of like we were required to read the Hobbit in seventh grade when mm. I was a kid. And like that was like a, one of the first, first book epics I that I wrote, mm-hmm. read, you know, and it made me read all the rest of them. And uh, but it's I one love book. the story, and it's but the it's shortest book, book of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one book. It did not need to. need a full film you, about Schmau. I make this joke about Game of Thrones, but they showed every step that everyone takes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like he has to ride this his place. Like you're gonna see every <laughs> yep. every fucking step that goddamn horse takes. You're gonna see it in those movies, and then there's extended versions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we needed that. And like, look, shouldn't it be twelve hours? No. Guys, it Why? should be 12 hours. I can read the book faster than this. This is crazy. I just shouldn't have like, to take a shower in between movies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, I mean, come on. And they're the movies that broke fucking Ian McCullen like, couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was fucking crying. Can't act against a tennis ball. Like, broke him. Yeah. Uh, can you blame him? Like, no, not at all. I mean, that dude's been acting for 100 years. I've you know, heard. So. Uh, so, speaking of which, uh, I don't think, is Peter Jackson ever going to make anything again? I probably not. I know. Just, it sounds like he's done. done. Yeah. But the whole thing is, you know, Del Toro was supposed to make The Hobbit. Yeah, that's right. Originally, it was supposed to be Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. And then wow, that would have been different. Different. Right. Yeah. And he backed Probably out. A lot more interesting. And Jackson felt like he was the kind was of like obligated yeah. guy that was kind of doing this. And then yeah. he kind of had to do it. And like, he did not fucking I don't think do. he, yeah. But then if he didn't want to do it, why'd you <laughs> why make, you make it? Yeah, I don't 10 know. hours, <laughs> Yeah, bro? he could have just made one film and called it a day. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, he even like had said in interviews that he was like, I don't want to direct him anymore. I'll produce him for life or whatever. I'm so fucking, gets fucking the job. tired of this, you guys. <laughs> we have to make another 65 fucking hours of this. <laughs> he needs to just make another it's horror probably, movie. It's probably like having yeah. a I need another bad job. taste. But I've, I tell you what, I have heard amazing things about Del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, yeah, it looks great. 
Especially compared to that Tom Hanks piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. My kids love it. It's really, if you're three, it's great. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and have no uh, context of other media and art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but his, I guess, the reviews I'm reading are saying like it's a masterpiece and an instant yeah. classic film. Fuck so yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah. His, uh, his design stuff is always the best shit. So an uh, animated feature of his would be fucking incredible probably. But I don't know what, why are we so obsessed with Pinocchio right now? That's a third Pinocchio movie, like in a, a year and a half. Like I think Paul Rubens nailed it. What's going on? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, he's perfect in every way. Yeah, that was a what was that? <laughs> a fairy tale theater episode. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I forgot about that. The show is great and dark and trippy. Yeah, yeah, we need more stuff like that. Anyway, um, we're Rabbit and Red. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Plug plug um, plug yourselves, guys. Where can people find you? We are. <laughs> Where can they hear you? www.rabbitredtheband.com. Uh, Rabbit and Red on Facebook. Uh, you can find our album 1512 everywhere you stream music. Fuck yeah. Uh, and this Friday, be on the lookout for our live album. Yeah. It's really good. Crispy Bits. Crispy, Crispy bits. bits. And it has a new song on it that's not on the album. And it's our best work so far. Fuck yeah. So yeah, definitely yeah. check that out, gang. Yeah, it's been great to talk to you guys. It was real fun talking music and fucking nerdy stuff. Love, uh, love the combination. But yeah, it's nice to be back in, in person for an episode. Fucking good times. Yeah. Uh, none of that weird uh, internet fucking hiccupy shit. You know? It's pretty cool. Yeah. You just have to drive down here. We'll just leave it set up. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck the dining room. Let's keep this up here like this. <laughs> yeah, that works. And we'll just do this all the time that way. It's, we really need to start traveling in tubes. <laughs> right, I agree. If we had like a tube where you could get here in like 40 minutes or something like that, or like <laughs> 30. tubes. Well, I don't want to get too fast because it would destroy your body yeah, over time. Yeah, you've got to worry about inertia and stuff. Yeah. For like 40 flesh. minutes, I think that. Yeah, that's just, not too bad. Like in the tube, boom, boom, <laughs> and just two little things <laughs> Throw on a podcast. Yeah, and just you guys, <laughs> both of you guys just jump in. <laughs> and they, just, they come kind of like scooting down on the back porch yeah. over here and you just get out like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> How's it going? Food's ready. <laughs> I'm picking a little friction burn, but I'm here. It's good. There's the whole gravity tunnel theory <laughs> and it's always intrigued me. If you cut a hole in the earth, basically, your body will accelerate, but your weight will be decreasing the entire time until you get to that dead center axis right there. At that point, you will be at max velocity, but zero weight, and then it will actually pull you the other way and then you will in essence be slingshotting back and forth through this like gravity tunnel over and over and over again yeah. and then unless somebody or some way like has a way to stop you or pull you out whenever you shoot out the other side let's go but that's like, amazing yeah there, there's I'm... ideas for this like tubes <laughs> like they're called up. yeah I mean there's it's a potential it's like portal you used to shoot the portal on the floor on the top and you could go through the portal exactly. <laughs> fuck yeah that's amazing <laughs> I love they, that they have that on switch now so yeah uh, get some portal portal action yeah. we're gonna sell you a game system Oh, I'm getting one. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening, everybody, and, uh, and joining us for this very special episode. And, I'm sorry uh, I didn't cook anything this week. <laughs> yeah, a, I didn't make a cheesecake at the end of the yeah, yeah, episode. Right. <laughs> yeah, so we're, lo- we're losing the, uh, the through line of this season. Uh, but we'll, we'll pick it up next time. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, and as always, uh, for Josh Custer, I'm Ian Maxwell. And for Ian Maxwell, I'm Josh Custer. Saying, enjoy your boils. Everyone talk a little bit again just to make sure we got you, everybody. Yeah, uh, yep. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We're not saying much. <laughs> Excellent. Uh-huh. Okay. It's going to be a great episode. <laughs>